welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Good morning. How are you? It's your friend, Victoria. I'm your host. If we've never met before, you're here on a you know what? Just come back in October. If you have never listened to the Glam Life podcast before, either go and binge dive it and come back to this episode or just meet me in October because they're going to be two completely different podcasts. Um, and if you have been here with me, maybe if you've been here with me the entire time that we've been doing the Glam Life podcast over the last two seasons, I want to let you know that I'm so, I don't know, I have a heavy heart today. The Glam Life podcast is not going away. But it does feel like I'm going to tell you goodbye today. And I'm going to explain that because what do you mean it's not going away? Then what kind of goodbye could it be? Over the last two seasons, you and I have spent so much time together discussing my beauty business and your beauty business and the feelings that we have as we go through things and um, the, the dreams that we've had and the limited beliefs that we've broken through and the glass ceilings that we got rid of together and the, the self-sabotage that we discussed and really identified and decided to get rid of. And then there were all those growing pains, right? So now that we're on our road to hitting our goals together, wow, have we really, <laughs> wow, have we faced some stuff, right? Like jealousy within the you know communities that we work in, the guilt of earning money. And let's talk about that, right? There is some guilt in success because not everybody else is reaching it. And some people get jealous of you or they have resentment towards you. And then you kind of feel like, did I get too big for my britches? And am I selfish for wanting more or for reaching for more? My friend Mindy always kind of blames it on her, what she calls religious trauma saying like, no, no, never cast a spotlight on me. I'm here to serve. It's not about me. That kind of guilt, I think, exists, whether it's rooted in religion or not. I think there are lots of people who think, you know, that imposter syndrome just kind of creeps back in. We've been through it, girl, together. And that's not going to be the case in season three. In season three of the Glam Life podcast, which premieres mid-October, nothing, nothing is going to be the same. We're going to have a new intro. We're going to have guests. I've never had guests on my podcast before. And where I have spent the last two seasons telling you everything that I could possibly think of, bearing my soul, being naked in front of you figuratively, um, when it comes to the skeletons of my business and telling you, this is what I went through. This is what I, I'm going through now. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I dream of. While we had those conversations, they felt very intimate. They felt very private. And it felt like it was just you and I, business besties. And now if we're gonna introduce new people into our relationship, wow. But the good news is, all of the people who are confirmed for season three, because season three is in the bag already, 
are people whose experience is so much more than mine, so much more valuable than just my voice, and people who you honestly truly want to hear from already anyway. So today is my love letter to the relationship that is yours and mine. And, um, you know, it's the quiet before the storm. We're, we're about to throw a really, really big party. We're going to have a rager here on the Glam Life podcast. And as we do, when new people come into the fold, whether that's as a guest or you hear listeners, new listeners saying, oh my God, I love that podcast. And you think to yourself, I knew her. I knew that podcast when she was recording Drunk with Sarah in her sunroom. <laughs> Not son's room, son room, S-U-N, son room. I would never get drunk with Sarah in my son's room. Well, I mean, if my kids weren't home, maybe. But like, why would we be in there? Playing with toys, probably. We're children. That's not the point. I digress. When you have the urge to scream loud and proud, I knew her when, before all these other people came on the podcast. I hope you say it proudly, and I will too. When I see you at a conference, when you come to my shop for, you know, a course or a conference or any kind of engagement whatsoever, know that this group of people listening to this podcast in real time are so, so special to me. You are the real ones. You are the glammies. Because let me tell you something, the real glammies, the day one glammies are the ones who listen to some of my more boring episodes and found value. You're the ones who said, yeah, she's just a bitch, you know, whose shop is in the middle of a field in bumfuck Egypt, Louisiana. No one knows who she is or where she is, but I find value here and I care and I listen. And I really, really can never thank you enough for that because while I was helping you with your business, you were helping me with mine. You were helping me grow. You were helping me plant my, my own roots and kind of, you know, sow my own garden in the permanent makeup industry. And that actually is an Easter egg that people will see later. But yeah, I, today's episode is such, such, such a special one because it's my last just me and you episode. And I love you for being here. Thank you so much. Okay, so for today's episode, I want to, I'm going to title this one, Making a Monster. And I want to talk to you about the thing that I have been dancing around discussing with you for a very long time, a very long time. This, you know, I'm not going to name names, but I am going to tell you my origin story of how I became Victoria Glam, who's no one right now as I'm recording this, but it will be before you know it. I'm determined. <laughs> I really want a bigger, not, I don't, it's not that I just want to be famous. Um, I want a bigger audience. I want to reach more people so that A, I can help more people, but also because I'm really going to pour a whole lot of this into charity. So far this year, we've been able to help Faith House, um, which is a, a Acadiana, where I live, Acadiana-based charity that helps um, women and children fleeing domestic violence. We've raised over $500 for them this year. And same with Boys and Girls Club. We were able to give them a back-to-school donation of over $500. And this Christmas, keep an, keep an eye out, this Christmas, we're actually going to have a one-day in-person conference at my shop. Six speakers, six demos, um, and we are going to have an awards and gala night. Um, a, I'm sorry, a dinner and awards gala night 
night that evening, and um, it benefits Toys for Tots. So actually, that's going to be the cost of admission is toys, so not selling tickets. Actually, our goal for this is pretty attainable. We're thinking 200 toys for Toys for Tots. And I would really, really, really like to smash that goal. So if you want to bring extra, that would be even better. So anyway, um, yeah, let's talk about it. Making a monster. How did Victoria Rocca turn into Victoria Glam? Hey friends, Victoria here. Brow Sister PMU Products is a proud sponsor of the Glam Life Podcast. Brow Sister PMU Products' main goal is to make sure that your clients feel as good as you make them look. Keeping your clients nice, numb, and comfortable throughout your procedures is our number one priority always. Though we do have a selection of colors and needles and microblades as well. Check us out over at browsister.com. Our podcast is not possible without Brow Sister. So thank you so much for supporting. I really, truly appreciate it. And to prove it, go ahead and use Glam Life 20 for 20% off your next order. Now let's get back to today's episode. So um, I used to work for a nonprofit. I didn't always work in the beauty industry. I actually never wanted to own my own business. I just wanted a really good job. And I wanted one that I could kind of brag about, you know? So when that job came with a title, director, I thought I'd made it. Really, truly, I thought I had made it. But I had not made it because that did not line up with the kind of mom that I wanted to be. And my husband and I were interested in starting our family. We actually became pregnant and lost that pregnancy while I was working there. And I realized literally during, during my miscarriage, I realized that people were still calling and texting me, asking me where things were, what were passwords, where could they find a key? I was like, I'm bleeding in the bathtub right now. And you know that. And you're calling me? Okay. So I, I realized I could not live in quadrant four, constantly putting out fires, working like an hour away from home. So what was my life as a mom going to be like? I was going to have a baby, get six weeks with my baby, and then drive an hour to drop it to my mom, and then an hour to work, work from seven to seven, and then drive an hour to pick up my baby, and an hour home, and then do it all, you know, get a couple hours sleep, maybe, because babies wake up all night long, and then do it again. Like, that was just not going to fly, because I wanted to be the mom I am now. Oh, my kid's sick. Sorry, you guys. Got to reschedule. Can't be there today. My kid needs me. Oh, you need to go to the doctor's office? No problem. I, I'm going to be the one to take you. Oh, you have swim lessons in the middle of the day? Don't worry about it. I won't work this summer. Oh, okay. You guys are going to the zoo? I want to go to the zoo. I want to see your face when you see a, an elephant for the first time. Yeah, I wanted to be that mom. So I became that mom. I... I was speaking to some friends and one of them was like, I'm starting my own permanent makeup business. You should come and work with me, but I'll only hire you or I'll only send you to training or I'll, she'll only train you or something along those lines. If you are either a cosmetologist or an esthetician and you're neither of those, I was like, okay, then I'll become one. Quit my job, went to SD school for six months, had no pay for six months. And uh, as soon as I graduated, I didn't even wait for state board licensure. As soon as I graduated, I called that educator in Texas. Her name's Lisa Fass. She's fabulous and I love her. Um, and she was at the time a platinum trainer for the AAM. I called her up and said, yo, I heard you'll only train me if I have skin experience. I just graduated esthetician school. Take my money. And she said, bet, come on over. So that week, I went and trained in permanent makeup so that I could get this job that my, quote, friend had promised me. 
And when I came home, I found out I was pregnant and I was pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? You don't start a new career and a family the same month, Andrew. And my husband was just kind of laughing to himself and he was like, oh, I don't know how that happened. Oh, you don't? Oh, you don't? I know exactly how it happened. Mardi Gras. He let me get all dressed up. He took me to my favorite event of the year, the Wide Load Mardi Gras Ball, and he bought me my favorite champagne, Vouv Clicquot. By the way, I held the record for selling the most Vouv at the Gold Club in Baton Rouge. But anyway, that was a decade ago. Uh, Yeah, so needless to say, you know, things happened after that. And then I was going to have a baby. And now we have Waylon. But I, I just, that was the first time that I really felt that like, can I do this? Here's the thing. I'm starting a new career that I just took out a $12,000 loan for training that I'm never going to use. I don't want to be an esthetician. I'm never going to use that. I want to go into permanent makeup. Then I spent $3,000 on that course, I think. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Sorry, Lisa. Um, And now I'm going to have a freaking baby. Okay. My friend was like, hey, listen, you're a contractor, you're 1099, so you're in charge of nothing though. What? Yeah, you're an employee. Okay, so you're gonna pay the taxes? No, you're gonna pay the taxes, you're 1099. That should have been the first red flag, but I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. So if you don't know that, if you're filing a 1099 and you owe the taxes, you are running your own business, just so you know. So somebody else shouldn't tell you what to wear, what to charge, when to be here, where to go, when to take a training, none of that, none of that. But that's exactly the pattern we fell into. All of a sudden, I had more rules than I had at my old damn job. And it wasn't really the rules that were the problem. It was the fact that I I was under a time clock, right? Like in nine months, my time is up for a while because I'm going to have a baby. And I, I really don't want to have all of this debt sitting there accruing interest while I take maternity leave. That was exactly what I wanted to get away from. I didn't want to be worried about returning to work really quickly because I had a baby, right? That's, I didn't want to worry about the pressures of a job because I had a baby. That's why I quit a corporate position so that I could have more control over my own time as a mother. And instead what's happening is even though you're not directly telling me you have to be here at X amount of weeks or whatever, I was being pressured to take this class or I'm going to hire someone else. Take that class or I'm going to hire this girl that you do not even want to breathe the same air as, you know, um, it was a lot of that. And so I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper into credit card debt. Now I'm 20, 30,000 in debt in my first year, knowing that I'm going to sit out for three months while those payments are due because I'm going to have a baby. Three months minimum, by the way, which don't even get me started on the amount of guilt and mom shaming that we were hearing. A girl, a girlfriend of mine was also there and she took four months when she had a baby and they were like, you just started this job. You can't take four months off. She was like, it's not a job. I work for me. I'm taking as much time as I want. I'm not going to feel guilty for that. I'll never get this time back. Well, you know, three weeks postpartum, I was back behind the chair. Okay, girl, I don't know what to tell you. That was you. I don't know why you tortured yourself like that. You were still bleeding. Bro, standing up three weeks postpartum, my box was still like just pounding, just killing me. And maybe that's because I pushed for two and a half hours. They called a section twice. I said no. They went in with forceps to turn him and then I still had to push. I mean, I had more stitches 
than the American flag. And let me tell you something. It fucking hurt. Okay. My husband was changing my diaper while my baby was being changed by my mother. It was a mess. It was a mess down there. Okay. I was just absolutely wrecked. So I couldn't imagine sitting on a saddle stool for five hours for zero dollars, by the way. I don't even have clients. It's not like I was saying like, oh yeah, I had all these clients that I need to get back to. No, I was just being told that I needed to be there. What? What? So I said, listen, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. I need to be at home with my children, my child. And even sitting there holding my baby with the baby blues postpartum, my baby was up all night sick. We just got back from the doctor. I didn't even get dressed. I haven't even brushed my hair. Like, look at the woman sitting in front of you crying, physically crying. She is begging for help. Like, look at the woman in front of you. She's in pajamas. She hasn't brushed her hair. I don't even know if I'd brush my teeth. Holding my sick baby, crying, saying, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm watching my dream slip away because even though I tried so hard, I had to make the choice between motherhood or professionalism. Even, even going out on my own and trying something different, I wound up in the same situation. I'm sobbing, crying. And do you know what was told to me? It's just annoying because I spent so much time training you and now I have to train someone else. Are you serious? Okay. All right. My husband's going to come pick up my stuff. I'm, I'm out of here. And that's what I did. Um, and, you know, that was October 3rd. I had my baby. And towards the end of January, I was ready to take some part-time income. Not because I really missed working or because I wasn't enjoying being home with my baby, but because I had $30,000 or 20-something thousand dollars on credit cards and those payments still needed to be made. <laughs> and I didn't just want to make the minimum payment because then interest is accruing and the debt is only growing, right? So, all right, I got my aesthetics license. I wound up uh, doing in-home spray tans. And I called it Glam Tan. That's how I got the name, by the way. Um, that Glam Girl, Victoria. Victoria, um, you know, with the spray tans. That, the Victoria Glam Girl. That's how I got the name Victoria Glam. So I started doing in-home spray tans. And those were good. And, and it was building. And I was getting a really good reputation. I got in with this great friend group of, like, affluent women. Women who go to um, parties and go to fundraisers and that kind of thing. So they needed lots of spray tans, but they also didn't mind paying for me to come and do it in their home. Oh yeah, I'll pay for, I'll pay for convenience. Cool. So then I started thinking, what else could I do? Like, what, how could I upsell, you know? Already a businesswoman without even meaning to be already thinking like a businesswoman. So I, I was like, well, I'm an esthetician. What about a lash lift? So I was like, look, I'll give you a spray tan and I'll do a lash lift for you so that you're getting ready for these parties, these events, these um, fundraisers, right? Oh my God, amazing. So I posted it and teeth whitening. I think I was going to do mobile teeth whitening as well. So I posted it and said, hey, you know, I'm adding on to the, the glam services, whatever. These things are available. The girl who had pressured me so much that I wound up leaving, being managed out, essentially, she went and liked it on every platform that I posted it. So Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, she went and liked the post. And it felt aggressive because certainly she had never 
she didn't even follow my page. She had never supported my business endeavors before. Actually, I hadn't heard from her since I cried in front of her that day holding my baby. So I couldn't tell because I was a little naive. I couldn't tell if she was being aggressive or if she was being supportive, like finally. So I messaged her and was like, hey, thanks for your support today. It was nice to see that on like everything that I posted. And she said, anything else you want to steal from my business? I have the text message. I never got rid of that phone because I use this. I mean, I should just print it out and frame it at this point because boy, did that phrase start the wildfire. I said, what do you mean? What am I going to steal from your business? Like, I'm not even doing permanent makeup. And she said, no, I taught you lash lifts. No, actually, one of my coworkers taught me lash lifts. And did you invent lash lifts? No, I'm an esthetician. I can do lash lifts if I want to. Oh, that was it. Go fuck yourself, Victoria. I want to put that on a t-shirt. Can someone send me a pink shirt, light pink shirt with um, FF0099 is the hex code. That color, right, go fuck yourself, Victoria. Can you, can you make that for me? I really want one of those. Send it to the shop. 7424 Johnston Street, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70503. I want that on a shirt, on a sweater, on a big t-shirt, on a sleep t-shirt, on a crop top. I want to wear that phrase. Go fuck yourself, Victoria. Okay, bet. You don't want to be my friend? Then I'm never going to worry again about what you think of me or whether or not I'm being a good friend to you. Go fuck yourself, Victoria. Okay. Okay. I will go fuck myself. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to fuck right off. I'm going to go fucking get all the money you pressured me to spend when I was delicate, pregnant, scared, and crying. Okay. I owe all this money. Great then I'm actually gonna run a business. So I immediately called my friend Shannon, who is just, I don't know, the mother Teresa without being pious. She, um, I mean, she's had a lot of marriages, so let's give her some street cred. But truly, she is just the port in a storm. If you are in trouble in Lafayette, Louisiana, in the beauty industry, everybody knows, call Shannon. So I called Shannon, and I was like, hey girl, I wanna rent that room. She said, bet the girls who are sharing it right now are not able to pay their rent. You come and do it. She gave me, I think it was $6.50 for the room. And I got in there with no clients and started networking. I met all of her people. I posted all the time. And I did use more training. I used all the training I had already paid for. And I started networking and building my own brand. I worked out of that little room until I was ready to grow. And that was when I had Henry, my second baby. So I found another room, the one that we had in Maurice, with Shannon's friend, Miss Sherry, who's also amazing. I asked her if I could have that room. Somebody else had the whole suite or whatever. That was a whole thing, this absolutely wild situation. Um, 
and she really didn't want me to have the room because she wanted to be a brow artist, but she couldn't hack it either. So I wound up taking over the whole suite and then Sarah came and it built and built and built. And then I became the microblading institute and I started training people and putting more brow artists into our local economy, local area. And then I never touched that money. I saved every dollar, every dime, and I put it down on this building that I'm sitting in right now, and I own 4,300 square feet of commercial real estate. I opened up my products business, and I have the warehouse here, and I do all of the shipping here. I started doing OTC short runs, selling numbing. I started speaking on stages. I was coaching other beauty businesses. I was traveling the world, speaking about building community and being kind to women who want to own their time as a mom. And I just hope she hears it. I hope she feels it. I hope she fucking smells it. Go fuck yourself, Victoria. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Oh my God. What a creepy whisper. No, but I hear it. I hear it echo in my brain. I hear it rattle around. And I hope you do too. And when you come back for season three and you see what I have built with the Glam Life podcast, I hope you laugh and scream. Go fuck yourself, Victoria. Go fuck yourself. And I will. And I will. See you in October.